Hey there, this is Mike and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. One question I get asked often is, do I need to be doing anything after I imagine my wish fulfilled? The simple answer is, you can't help but act if you're occupying the state of your wish fulfilled. Neville says repeatedly, you can do nothing on the outside to make it so. Simply persist in the state of your wish fulfilled. He isn't saying you do absolutely nothing, like just sit on the couch eating Oreos and peanut butter, waiting for your wish to be realized. Well, even that's action. You're doing something. And hell, what do I know? That might be part of your bridge of incidents. You're always acting, doing something from the state you're in. You can never say, I did absolutely nothing after I imagined my wish fulfilled. You, you don't stop thinking and feeling and reacting. And you don't stop assuming. You can no more stop assuming than you can stop breathing, Neville says. So there's always action. There's always doing something from the state you're in. I told the story about how Feeling Twisty came about in episode 164, Twisty Days. I was in the state of my wish fulfilled. I knew what I was doing, what I was going to be. But if I never selected a podcast platform and gotten some recording equipment and attached a microphone and started recording, my wish to do this, to be Feeling Twisty, would not have been realized. There was no wondering if I should take action. I was in the state of my wish fulfilled, and all of the actions I took came normally and naturally from that new state. When I imagined myself financially free, I didn't keep evading bill collectors. No, I started paying my bills. Action. I started paying all of my bills, as anyone who knows they create wealth would do. Those states don't run from it. When you're truly in the state of the wish fulfilled, you can't help but act. That's what living in the end is. My state has changed, so my reactions change as well. That's acting. That's doing something. But not doing something to make it happen. It's being and doing from this new state of consciousness. I'm sure you've heard Neville tell the story about how he imagined himself honorably discharged from the army. Back then, men born before a certain date would be allowed to leave the army honorably. So, of course, he applied. Who wouldn't? I would. And his request was quickly denied. So that night, he went to sleep in his apartment in New York. Here's an excerpt from the lecture, The Larger Venture. I assume that I am in New York City. To prove that I really am in New York City, I viewed the world, and I saw it as I would see it were I in New York City. Not as vividly as I'm seeing this room now, but I gave it as much of the tones of reality, as much sensory vividness as I possibly could muster, than I slept in my imagination in New York City. Suddenly, before my eyes came a piece of paper, 
just like the paper I saw that day that I had signed and it came back disapproved and signed by my colonel. A hand came out of nowhere, and that hand scratched out the word disapproved and wrote approved. Then a voice said to me from the depths of my soul, that which I have done, I have done, do nothing. He goes on to say, there are times in this world of ours when the most difficult thing in the world is to do nothing, and yet there are times when the only thing to do is nothing. He gives a little more detail in this lecture than in others about what happened over the course of that week following that imaginal act and that vision. While he'd been stationed at Fort Polk, Louisiana, and by the way, that's only an hour from where I live, he had been doing favors for his bunkmates, like writing letters to their loved ones for those who couldn't read and write. And in turn, they did things for him. That week, after he imagined himself in New York, honorably discharged, he really didn't do anything to make it happen. In fact, he was so completely absorbed in that new state that he didn't even bother getting up at Reveille, nor did he show up for roll call. And his bunkmates, who he'd been helping out with those love letters, would call out here for him when his name was called at roll call. He didn't do anything to make his wish come about. Okay, so he was disapproved. His colonel said, no, we need you here, Neville Goddard. Goddard, you're the kind of man I want to go to war with, the colonel told him. Now, a normal reaction might be going over the colonel's head or, of course, bad-mouthing the colonel or trashing the government for going to war and putting him in this predicament. He didn't do any of that, but he acted his actions were from that new state. This new state that he was already occupying was no longer in the army. So, he, so acting from that new state, he didn't get up for morning roll call. <laughs> That's bold, right? <laughs> it's only boldness. It seems risky in boldness when you're looking at it from a previous state, from a state of not having or not being that thing you want, or that thing, that person you want to be. When you're living in the end, you are in the state of your wish fulfilled. In his book, Prayer, The Art of Believing, Neville explains the law of reversibility. If a state would produce a particular feeling, then by assuming that feeling and sustaining that feeling, the assumption will objectify the state that would have produced that feeling. So if I am now poor and I want to be wealthy, how would I feel if I knew I created wealth, that I am financially free? Well, that feeling is my higher self, my dimensionally greater self, moving me into that new state, feeling myself as this new person. And Neville says, to persist in that. I like, and I've said this before, the second definition of persist means to continue existing. So I continue existing in that new feeling, that feeling of my wish fulfilled. And the state of financial freedom that would have given me that feeling must be objectified. That's action. By assuming the feeling of your wish fulfilled and living in the end, you are acting. 
You're not running around trying to manipulate and coerce people and events to make your wish come true, though. If you were living in the end in a state of love, would you be worried about getting a text from a particular person? If you're truly living in the end of financial freedom, would you catch your breath when you hear the mailman at your door? <laughs> I know I used to. You might be thinking that I don't understand how hard it is to actually live like that. It's hard to live in the end, Mike. I know. I know you assume it's hard. Because I used to. I used to assume that it was difficult to live in the end. And guess what I got? A bunch of it being difficult to live in the end. Because that's what I assumed. Everything I experience, my world, is my assumptions pushed out. By living in the end, you are doing something, but not trying to make the wish come true, not trying to force it. You're doing and being the new person, this new identity, this new state. And the feeling of force and confusion and this feeling of uh, like you have to manipulate people goes away. Those are feelings you feel when you're not in the state of your wish fulfilled. There were many months when I said I was financially free, but I wasn't living as it. For me, a clear sign one day was noticing how I was feeling about paying a particular utility bill, the electric bill. I was looking at it on my phone and trying to figure out how long I had to pay it before they cut me off. <laughs> how many days can I go without paying this bill before they cut off the electricity? That's my goal, to be able to pay it by then. <laughs> I realized with such clarity then that if I'm really living in the end, that I know I create wealth and that I am financially free and secure, I wouldn't be dicking around here and worrying about this bill. So, sitting there on the bed with the phone in my hand, I brought that feeling back up, that feeling I'd already assumed, that feeling of financially free, wealth creator. That guy doesn't avoid paying bills. And then I tapped the pay now button on the app. Done. Now the old me would have worried about it and delayed. The new me doesn't mess around with that. The old me would have freaked out at the thought of paying the bill in full and early. Jeez. In that old state, I could not see financial freedom. And since I couldn't see it as a possibility for me, I certainly couldn't willingly pay a bill early and in full. That possibility didn't exist in that former state. It would have seemed insane to me to pay a bill on time or early, that big of a bill. Well, any bill for that matter. But in this new state, that action is normal and natural. That's being and doing from the new state. Someone in a state centered around the lack of love and loneliness will stress out and worry about not getting a text from a particular person. But a person who is in the state of love, 
is not concerned with when or if that particular person will ever text. It always comes down to the state and never about what some seeming other does. You are so much bigger than any state that you can imagine. You're bigger than all of your states combined and you're bigger than whatever this seeming other has that you think will fulfill you and complete you. When I assumed I was healed, I didn't go about trying to take action to make it happen. I didn't start searching for new doctors or innovative treatments and drugs. Well, that's got to be the way it's going to happen, right? If I'm going to be healed, I've got to work at it and find some new doctor, see if there's new treatments out there, some new surgery. My thoughts and reactions changed. I was reacting differently. That's action. Even though I was still using the wheelchair, what I was thinking and feeling was different. My state changed. So my internal actions, my inner talk changed. It really isn't possible to do absolutely nothing. You're always thinking and feeling and reacting. So are you thinking, feeling, and reacting from the old state, the state of lack, or from the state of your wish fulfilled? Assume the feeling of your wish fulfilled and know that every step you take from that point on is from that new state. You are that new creature right then. In Him, my I amness, I live and move and have my being. I decide what I want to experience and I assume the feeling that it's done. And I go on from there under that assumption. That's action. My next episode is on mental diets. Have you gone on one lately? <laughs> Send me your questions about mental diets if you'd like. You can reach me on Facebook or Instagram or at feelingtwisty at gmail.com. I love you. This is Feeling Twisty.